Hi, this is Alex Solnick of Testament Metal Allegiance and Alex Solnick Trio. And you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Alright, this is Corey Gorkreis from Phantasm Podcast. We have the honor of speaking with the man, Alex Skolnick of Testament and Metal Allegiance, uh, here to talk about the new record. Volume 2, Power Drunk Majesty, is due September 7th on Nuclear Blast Records. Alex, how you doing, man? I'm good. How about yourself? Doing alright, doing alright. Uh, I'm on vacation from normal life this weekend, so it's pretty cool. Alright taking a little bit off the day job um very excited about the new record um and we'll get into Thank that you so much. yeah yeah it sounds really awesome uh they put out the bound for silence today uh the video it's yep it's incredible you know john bush is a i love i love seeing the response yeah yeah uh john bush is a great guy we've had the pleasure of having yeah. you know talking with him before and uh he's just a all-around Amazing musician, and it was really I'm nice. I'm so to glad he came on board too, because yeah, he's, he just fits like love, and it's uh, it's a perfect uh, new addition for the Metal family. Oh yeah, yeah, it's 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 just perfect the way that it all meshed together on that track, and uh, yeah. Um, I talked to Chuck this week about um, your guys wrapping up the the world, you know, the U.S. tour with uh, Slayer. Uh, talk a little bit about that on your perspective. Yeah, oh, it's been going great. Um, I am staring at a row of buses and trucks sitting in a golf cart as I speak to you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that has been our life for pretty much the whole summer. Yeah. Um, and it's, just, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, you know, it's a great way to help send Slayer off in style. Yeah, for uh, sure. We're totally honored to be a part of it. Uh, the crowds have been amazing. Uh, they've mostly sold out. They're, they're showing up on time yeah. um, to catch us. They had Napalm Death who's taking off the show. Uh, we had Behemoth last time around. So right. We got to be good friends of ours. Awesome. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's really cool. It's just, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of camaraderie, um, you know, no drama, just everybody's totally professional, having a good time. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of the, you know, the opposite of the reputation of that. I mean, people think, right. you know, it's more like this. Oh man, it's just, it could be out of control and <laughs> yeah. all kinds of Say so like days are behind it. Right? Yeah, and actually, you know, we're <laughs> we're so functional. Yeah, it's like I think it, people would be would be shocked, but yes, it's the Slayer tour. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, and I think with the responses I've seen and and people being so excited about it, I think this is a tour people will remember over a lot of the other tours you know that you guys have done. I think this one's like a really memorable experience. You know. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah. I saw you guys with uh, an off show with Anthrax in 
Knoxville, Tennessee, and that was actually the last show that that venue will ever have. Like they closed after that. So. Oh God, that's too bad. Yeah, it's been there since the '90s. You know, they've hosted like Typo Negative there and Death, and uh, oh, they've been there for yeah. a long time and under different ownerships over the years. And they finally uh, shut oh, down. God, it's too you know. bad. Uh, that, well, that, that, was was, uh, yeah, that was a dark day, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a big uh, Anthony Bourdain fan. Yeah, that happened uh, that day, that didn't was, it? That, that, yeah, that happened that day. Wow. Or the day before the news broke that yeah, day. I yeah, I didn't think of that. Really sad. Yeah, it's awful. The show was still so good. Yeah, we had a great show. The crowd was great, but yeah, it was very hard to shake that. Yeah. That news. Yeah, you guys seem unfazed on stage. It's very. Uh, I've seen you guys a lot, but that was one of the probably better shows I've seen you guys do. I mean, it was just different. Oh, cool. So, that was awesome. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, I never done with you guys. It's incredible. Um, But on that note, and I'm I'm glad you guys had a great time. You got to send Slayer off in fashion, and, you know, uh, everything is going well on that end. But uh, for Metal Allegiance, really excited about this release. I mean, uh, so what have you taken from the first album like the self-titled and brought onto this record well uh, you know the word I use most often for the first record is adventure yeah um, I don't think anybody knew what to expect sure and the project it had really been this um, you know this sort of this fun uh gathering yeah. uh, various players that would jam on cover tunes. Right. And um, you know, I I wasn't even there for uh you know the first few times around. Yeah. Um I used to hear about it. Yeah, you know, it was called Metal Masters. Right. Kind of fun. Yeah. I'd like to do that. But uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, uh, Lemmy's last one. Yeah. Um, but that really uh, launched, the, you know, the next uh, wave, the next uh, phase of Metal Masters, which was then by then called Metal Allegiance. Yeah. And uh, I had a great time playing with them. So I just thought, oh, this would be fun now. Every once in a while, I'll jump in with these guys do some covers and uh and you know it's been uh I, I, within a few weeks um yeah there were there were like top secret discussions with uh yeah uh <laughs> Fort and I yeah Maggie Ellis and Fort and I and uh they wanted to do they let me know they wanted to do a record uh they wanted to basically wanted to have original material to do. Sure. I said yeah, that was the main thing. It's like, okay, yeah, we're doing all these covers. It's fun, but you know, what if they did the original material? So, um, you know, just no strings attached. I said, you know, sure, I, you know, we can work. Let's work on the stuff together. Let's see how it goes. Right. I had no idea how it would go, and it was just this, uh, 
know, this adventure. It's like sort of being in a room for a week with these guys. Um, and, you know, we came up with all all this this music, and it, it seemed cool. Right. But, you know, it was still... It was unclear where we would go, because we didn't know who was going to sing. Uh, if we have singers, how many singers are there going to be, and whatnot. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we got lucky, because, uh, you know, Nuclear Blast Records was 100% behind the project. They came on board. Uh, they helped support us. They gave, gave us the resources to um, reach out to so many artists. I mean, it ended up being like over a couple dozen artists on that first record. Oh, yeah. And it just, it just became, again, it became this adventure. And we realized, you know, I said this uh, in one of the uh, promotional videos, we were like kids in a candy store. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, we can do, uh, you know, we can do uh, not only, you know, like a classic thrash tune and have Mark from Death Angel, but we can do like a, yeah. a 90s rock tune, like almost like a modern rock tune and have uh, Doug from King's X and Jamie Josta, or we can go Euro metal yeah. and have Christina Scambia, we can go prog metal and have this crazy instrumental triangulum with seven, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was great, yeah, we were really like all over the map and I think we did great with it, I like the record a lot, um, this time around however, um, I just we weren't up for well, first of all we didn't want to repeat the same process sure um, and second of all yeah we wanted to focus uh, streamline and consolidate mm-hmm. so what are the tunes that and what are the styles that we most feel most comfortable with and we kind of owned in on those uh, you know we've since done a number of uh, live shows mostly at events yeah. the Am show and you know, a few music festivals, um, yeah, and the re- release shows, and the, you know, just the ones that really stood out from the first record are uh, Pledge of Allegiance, um, Can't Kill the Devil, yeah. um, the uh, Dying Song, you know, like a, a lot of the ones that we put out in, as singles ended up being sort of the main ones that we would put in the set, even though we, you know, we've, we've done a couple odds and ends here and there. Right. So I think from those songs, there there is a, a um, kind of a similar consistency with those songs that we took we chose to build on, but not sound like. Yeah, and really just keep it more in the same, not not the same, you know, because it, it goes into there. There are songs on this record that that sound radically different from one another, but yeah, it always sounds like the same band, and it varies in the way that a classic rock or metal record would would have different songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the great the great Ozzy or Dio record, for example, might yeah. have uh, you know, a dark ballad or a dark slow tune, but it might have a an up tempo, high energy tune right. as well. Like the flow is always like the same band. Yeah. Got the same driving force and you got the same, you know, uh almost like a musical like message to it but it's it's all spread out as far as you know yeah and I just think on the the first record it was almost like if you took like different 
periods of one band. Yeah. Yeah. Not like you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compare us to like the Rolling Stones or anything, but <laughs> like if you if you took like you know the psychedelic Rolling Stones with with sitar. Yeah. And then and then on the same record of you know like a late seventies track of some girls and then sure you know early eighties and then or then one of the first very first singles from the early sixties right and it's all. The same band, but radically different. I mean, I, that's to me that type of variation sort yeah. of represents that of the first record. Whereas this one, it it just really sounds like you know it, this band in this period, yeah. and you know just very uh, yeah very con- consolidated and consistent. Yeah, exactly. I definitely Even though there's a different singer on every song, right. And then I love, you know, like we said, you got John Bush on there. You also got Bobby from uh, Overkill, which is amazing. And, you know, well, these are new additions. And yeah. they feel like they've been there all along. You know, they just, both those guys, just they fit in so well uh, personally and vocally. And uh, we're excited. The other both going to be part of the uh, the release show. And then we also also have new people like you know, uh, Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder. I think that's incredible too. I mean, it's yeah, which is like later generation metal, but he sounds great on the track. Yeah, it's beautiful, and it's a different side of him. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. You get people like that to push themselves, and you know, Troy Sanders is on Liars and Thieves, so you know, Mastodon, which is really cool too. And you know, you get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Floor from Nightwish, who has a completely different um, take on it. Just, right. Yeah, she's just so modern and uh, just such a great musician. As well, you know, you just hear the musicality in her vocal. I think she had something completely different that we didn't even have before. Right. And then uh, Johan from uh, I'm on a Marth, which is another, you know, something he definitely fits in a lot of different places as far as metal. Um, yeah, and him uh, as well as Floor, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, they, they really uh, helped represent Europe on this one. Yeah. Uh, last time around, we we had Christina from Lacuna Coil. Yeah. Um, and it was a duo, a duet with uh, Marcos Guida. So you know, it was one, a really cool part on the song Scars. But even so, you know, it's it was a duet with a guy from. North America. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, on this one, you know, Floor, has, you know, even though the, it's part two of a song that Mark does, Mark's kind of our duo guy and he's like our main live guy. Yeah. Um, that, her part, I mean, here's her track, it's all, it's all her. And the Johan track is all him. So, now, you know, that just gives us really good, good, um, European representation, as well as Mark Tineo, who's even though he's from Spain, he sings for a European band. Sure, uh, except yeah. So there's really a European imprint on this, which I think is good. I think it gives us something we didn't have last time around. Yeah, it kicks ass and it adds almost a new experience to the band, and having you know Max Cavalera too, which is you know South America, even you know. Absolutely, and Antrius. Which yeah. is amazing, you know. Yeah. So all that stuff yeah, combined he really together. Yeah, really adds a whole new flavor, and that, and that the 
Yeah, it's really great. And the now, when the the vocalists come in, do they write their own lyrics for the tracks, or do you guys handle that as well? Uh, every track comes about a different way. Um, I would consider uh, Mark Vangie the main lyricist. Yeah, for the okay. band. Uh, he did awesome. the majority, wow. and he comes up with so much. Sometimes he comes up with so many lyrics for a tune. I have to stop him. <laughs> I listen. To it. This is three songs. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the stuff he comes up with is really good. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, and often, and every song ha- ha- happens differently, but I uh, often he'll come up with a lot of words and I'll end up being the guy who creates the uh, placement of the words and the, the melody as right. well. Uh, I'm not, uh, some of the songs, I think about half the record, I created... Um, I took the tracks and sang to them myself. Yeah. And created guide vocal tracks. Nice. And which I, I would tell the singers, please don't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a metal singer. <laughs> but I'm very good at doing guide vocals and sort of hearing the structure of a song. Yeah. You're a great so backing vocalist, I, I think. co-produced the thing. And, that, and I've done that for you know, a lot of the Testament songs. Yeah. Songs like you know, the New Order and Into the Pit. Yeah, those sure. are my, my vocal placement. Yeah, well, I just sound um, good. You, the growls are there, you know, I hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but then there were other songs where uh, Ellison and Mark would collaborate on on stuff. Um, and then there were others where, you know, the singers are just, the, the way they work, they, we just let them take it and run with it. Right. Uh, examples of that floor uh, from Nightwish. Um, uh, Max Cavalera, like, we didn't know what the hell he was going to do. Yeah. And he just, <laughs> he came back with this wild <laughs> song. I go, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It's like, nobody else could have, I mean, you know, like, we don't know what he's saying. We don't know what, but it's amazing. <laughs> so Max. Yeah. And, and Johan, too. Johan, you know, he the way he where he goes he has a very unique voice I wouldn't really know how to write for that voice sure uh, but he's he, he's another guy like one he's happy going into his space coming up with stuff and uh, you know I just love what he came up with yeah it's remarkable how you know the heavy hitters of, of metal like all you guys get together and can all create something together and, and just make it perfect you know it's pretty it's, it's really remarkable yeah, you know, and, to make such a killer because uh, yeah, yeah I mentioned yeah, some of the, the albums some of the albums that got me into metal were um, albums like uh, you know, A Diary of a Madman oh absolutely or you know the first the early Dio with Vivian Campbell yeah oh yeah where there was like great um Car playing, but it was also dark and heavy, and, and you heard these guys. These guys had great tone too. Yeah, oh you yeah. heard the, the riffs. And Testament's the type of band where it's more of the uh, sort of Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax bottle, where you have a riff guy. Yeah. That 
Yeah, live, everybody's a risk guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, so for this, you know, it's, it's fun because I, I, I take on that role. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, with Testament, Eric's that guy, and that works great. But right. it's fun for me to sort of, <clears throat> you know, be the risk tap guy. into... The, be, the, be, the, be the riffer, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And maybe, uh, it's, maybe it's Scott Ian influenced on sure. some tunes. Maybe it's uh, Randy Rose influenced on others, or even Van Halen or Idol. Even, yeah, yeah, he's a great single guitar player. But, uh, yeah, another, like, single guitar player is, is like, uh, yeah, Andreas, who's oh, a yeah. guest awesome. on, on our record. So he, he does a couple guest solos, and, uh, um, Edith Strauss does a guest solo. She's just that's normal. amazing. Just a, I knew her before Alice Cooper, and I, I always knew she was going places. Oh, and yeah. then uh, Joe Satriani, who was my student, yep. and has influenced everybody. And to have him on the title track and us trading is just like yeah, the ultimate. Just Joe was a student of yours. No, no, no. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? I studied with him. Okay. He was uh, close to 30, and I was uh, pre-teen. I was, I, was, I was about 14 years old. Yeah, okay. That's why I was like, wait. That's uh, just... Yeah, I was his yeah. <laughs> It's like, that blew my mind for No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that would be physically impossible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, not these days, I don't know. Um, but even the track, like, Mother of Sin with Bobby, that almost felt like a overkill song to me like it was you know just the vibe of it was really yeah, really it's good funny how that works out because you know we wrote those I, I distinctly remember coming up with the riff from mother of sin yeah um, oh, yeah both the opening riff and the chorus riff uh, both of those were really done uh, those were just like jamming riffs yeah um, some of the other parts, like um, yeah, the opening of the album, the accuser, right, yeah. has this big you know guitar intro, and the the same way uh, Power Drunk Majesty Part One starts with this wall of guitars. Um, these were like things I had laying around on tape. They were experiments. Oh wow! And I played I played for the guys, and they dug, and uh, ended up being you know parts of the record but the old the uh, the song was blitz like all those parts came about you know we were just jamming and Portnoy is playing this groove and I would just try a few different things and then go into that riff and say what's that what's that let's take that riff and that ended up being the song so yeah I mean it's funny when you put blitz on it and you could say, sure, it sounds like Overkill, but right. I think if you put a different singer on, it would probably even sound like somebody, like a different band. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, I get that. Um, yeah. You know, like the Max Cavalera one, it almost fit perfectly that way, too, and I guess he has... Yeah, that, that one especially, I I do, I would concede that, yeah, it is Sepultura-like. Uh, I mean, yeah. we, that, I think... If I remember right, that was even our working title of the song. The Sepultura like. <laughs> it was yeah. It was, just, it was called Sep- Sepultura. That's awesome. Yeah, other songs 
were, uh, you know, uh, song song in D or <laughs> yeah, right. uh, fast tune, you know, whatever, whatever we could come up with on the fly. Right. So, yeah, a lot of numbers too. Song two, song three, song four. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that one. We specifically called it Sepultura because <laughs> yeah, we knew that was. Yeah, and that was before we even knew who was singing on it. Right. I went when Max ended up. Uh, I think Ellison was the one who brought in Max, and once that looked like a possibility, it just made so much sense. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Meant to be. And then lyrically and everything, this whole thing all around just turned out really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Really looking forward to the record. Um, the show you have coming up, the release show. Sounds incredible, you know. It's at the Gramercy in New York, which I've been to. It's a oh. awesome venue. Um, now, is it just going to be mainly the core lineup for that one? You got special things going on, and you can't really talk about for the event, or? Oh, I can. Yeah, it's been announced. Okay. So, uh, uh, both Blitz and Blitz are coming out. Awesome. Which is going to be really cool. Oh, yeah. um, Mark Acquira, who's our traditional master of ceremonies right uh Mark Trinillo awesome uh Trevor from Black Dahlia Murder okay and uh singing the title track uh originally sung by Floor is uh Elisa White Boots from Arch Enemy yeah that's that's crazy yeah that's gonna be awesome and uh Andreas on guitar, both bass players, Mark Mangy and David Elfson, and Mike Porno on drums. Sounds like a, a great night for metal and for all the fans. It's going to be a really great night. Yeah. yeah. And the venue's great, and uh, the bands, like the support acts, like Venom Inc., that's going to be insane. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really cool. We're excited. And uh, they, they put on a hell of a show themselves, so that's going to be a good... Uh, set up for that. Also got Weapons of a New, Fall of the Awakened, and Terabyte. So, yep. anybody yep. who hasn't already planned on going to New York, you probably should next week. So that's going to be yeah, you definitely should something new to us. Well, it's it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We look forward to the release. Uh, Metal Legions Volume Two: Power Drunk Majesty, due September seventh on Nuclear Blast Records. Alex, it's been an absolute honor to talk to you. Thank you so much for uh, joining in here. Thanks for having me. Take care.